super excited to talk about this house because it's definitely one of my favorite houses. This is the place of good spirit. The house directly opposite of the 11th is the 5th, which is the place of good fortune. So we have the two super benefic houses directly opposite each other. And I call them the benefic houses because Venus has her joy in the 5th and Jupiter has its joy in the 11th. I have Jupiter in the 11th as a natal placement, so I'll be able to give you guys some insight on how it plays out for me personally, and I honestly feel really lucky to have this placement, and it's probably part of the reason that Moon Matters even exists, and also the way that I run it, the way that I conduct business with Moon Matters, it's it's all definitely part of that Jupiter in the 11th, but we'll get to all that in a little bit when I talk about examples and things like that. As always, remember to look to the ruler of the 11th for further meaning and delineations. So if your 11th house is in Leo like mine, then you'll want to see where the sun is in your chart and what's going on with the sun. What's it doing? What house is it in? What aspects is it making? Stuff like that. Look at that for further delineations and meaning. As always, before we start, let's just hit on some of those key words that come to mind when we talk about the 11th house. So friends, social groups, fans, patrons, online community, wishes and hopes of the 10th house, how others see you and your audience, and then dignity, gifts, and boons. The biggest signification of this house is friends, social groups, fans, and patrons. Basically, this house encompasses anyone who you wouldn't include in the 7th house or the 4th house which the seventh house is those close partnerships and marriages, business partnerships, things like that. And then the fourth house is your family. So anyone that you wouldn't include in those two, those people are in the 11th. Whether it's your personal friend group or a club that you're a part of, we'll find those interactions in the 11th house. We can gauge how we feel about social settings from the setup of the 11th house. I'm someone with Jupiter and Leo in the 11th, So when it comes to parties and social settings, I tend to be a bit of a ham. If there's a stage, I want to be on it. If there's a mic, I want to be talking into it. If there's a playlist, let me be the DJ. I truly love working with the energy of a crowd. And I've described it before as taking the energy of the crowd and using it as like a symphony, like being the conductor of a party and just taking the energy and molding it. I don't know. That's just always how it's kind of felt to me. I truly love working with that energy and nothing gets me more hype than seeing people laugh and just including everyone in on the fun. I've literally received thank you cards after being at a party for no other reason than that I made it a good time, that everyone had fun and it was just a super good time and everybody felt included. So for me, having Jupiter in its joy is really loud and it really shows And also, the rest of my chart really supports what Jupiter is doing there, so my Jupiter tends to be really loud. If you aren't like me, and say maybe the ruler of your 11th is in your 4th house, you might be more reserved. It could mean you feel more comfortable around people that you're really familiar with, or that you'd rather have a nice night at home with people that are really close to you or your family then go out and be like around a bunch of strangers. Strangers aren't your thing and you just really want the comfort to be there when you're in a social setting. You want that comfort factor. 
If you have any sort of platform or public identity, then this house is also going to indicate your fans and the people that support you. It can tell us how you relate to those people as well as the type of public figure that you might be. I'll use myself as an example again. The ruler of my 11th is in the third house. So I'm someone who absolutely loves to network and loves connecting. I also tend to communicate in a more down-to-earth kind of friend-like way. I take the lecturer or teacher role and I try to gather people with like-minded ideas to discuss amongst each other and kind of form their own connections. That's really what my platform is kind of about in general, Moon Matters. I want all you babes to connect and I just try to be really chill and talk to you all about astrology. So that's what I do and that's kind of how it plays out in my chart as well. To do all this connecting and meeting you all and talking with you, I mean, honestly, the only reason I can talk to you is because of the internet, which leads me to my next important signification, which is online communities. The 11th house has a lot to do with online connections and social media, and I honestly love social media. It gives my Jupiter an avenue to expand that it otherwise really wouldn't have. I've connected with so many of you babes through social media, and it's been really amazing to do that. So since this house relates to the online community, we also see things like parasocial relationships here, which that definitely comes back to how do you relate to your fans and your fan base. Moving away from friends, social groups, fan bases, online communities, moving away from all that, the 11th house is said to be supporting the endeavors of the 10th house. So this is where the hopes, the dreams, the wishes signification comes into play. Any planets or placements in this house don't really have to do with your career or public life directly like they would with the 10th house, but they more so play a role in being a catalyst to making the 10th house endeavors happen. Say my Jupiter was in the 10th house instead of the 11th, my career itself might be the thing that's really, really big. Something like that comes to mind. When Jupiter's in the 10th, your career, the doors open really easily for you. You are this big, big star or you have a really big, important role, anything like that. Maybe you do a lot of philanthropy work. You're someone who gives back a lot in your job, nonprofits, things like that but then move it to the 11th house. Instead of your job being the big thing, your personality is kind of the big thing. <laughs> you, you use your persona and your personality and your way of connecting with other people to support the endeavors of the 10th house. So it's a slight difference, but it's definitely there definitely is a difference there between the two. The 11th house planets are always supporting the endeavors of the 10th house, but they aren't necessarily the endeavors themselves. Part of that influence in how they make things happen is that the planets in the 11th house have an impact on how other people view you. What is your public persona like? Who are you to the groups and the organizations that you belong to? Like I said, instead of my Jupiter being like, well, your career is going to be huge and big and wild, it's going to be your personality and your persona to your fans that's huge and big and wild. When I am in my friend groups, I'm the loud one. <laughs> I'm the party animal. I'm the crazy one. And that's very much my Jupiter in Leo at work. Lastly, I want to mention that this house can indicate gifts and relationships with powerful people. We all know Jupiter is a benefic planet, so it definitely likes to give gifts, especially when it's in its own house and also 
in its own sect. The way I like to describe this is, yes, planets in the 11th, especially Jupiter, can give us gifts. But we have to be careful of what we wish for because we just might get it when it comes to the 11th house. Just because a door opens for us doesn't mean we should necessarily walk through it. Anyone that has a well-placed Jupiter is lucky, but they also have to remain steadfast in their morals and their overall vision because not every opportunity that presents itself is going to be the right one for them. Having a well-placed Jupiter can happen in a few ways. Obviously, Jupiter will be most powerful when it's in its own house. A planet in its own joy is better than being in domicile, in my opinion. So in its joy, in its domicile, harmonic aspects with Venus, no aspects with the malefics, in its own terms or bounds, in its own deacon, and also Jupiter likes day charts. So if you have any sort of combination of any of those things that I just said, then you probably have a well-placed Jupiter. And my advice to you as someone who also has a well-placed Jupiter is that you need to be cautious about the gifts you receive. I really recommend that you give back as much as possible as sort of like a Jupiter remediation to kind of show your thanks and your that you are appreciative, that you recognize like, I have this gift, thank you, and you share it with others. Because you can really get into like a monkey's paw situation here where you might get everything you wanted, but was it really everything you wanted? So anyone with a well-placed Jupiter, you still need to work hard and you need to really be aware and pay attention to <laughs> what, uh, what opportunities are actually for you. Let's recap what we've learned about the 11th house. It has to do with friends, fans, and social groups. I would say those are the biggest ones. Your friend groups are always seen in the 11th house and the role you play in them. Also, your online community and how people view you. The 11th house supports the endeavors of the 10th house, and then also gifts and opportunities. For our celebrity examples, I actually chose two different ones because it's Jupiter's house, so you know, the more the merrier. Both celebrities have Jupiter in the 11th. One is a day chart and one is a night chart. So this will kind of give us an idea of how Jupiter acts in each of the two sects. Because regardless of whether it's a day chart or a night chart, Jupiter is always a benefic planet, but it does belong to the day team. So it'll either be a little happier in those charts or the native will be able to handle it better, as we'll see with one of our examples. So our 11th house celebrities are Kurt Cobain and Lucille Ball. And those two could not be more different, right? (laughs) Kurt Cobain is the night chart and Lucille Ball is the day chart. We'll start with Lucille Ball. It's funny because I literally just watched that new movie about Lucille Ball's life called Being the Ricardos, and it was seriously so good. Nicole Kidman played her, and I highly recommend it. But anyway, (laughs) Lucille has Jupiter in the 11th, and it's her greater benefic since she's a day chart. Lucille Ball literally had a show called I Love Lucy, and this show was so influential that it changed the way society operated. If you watch that movie, Being the Ricardos, they gave all these crazy like stats and like little tidbits about how stores would close early on the night the show would come out because no one would be shopping. So it kind of like changed the way society moved. Everyone would be at home ready to watch I Love Lucy at like, you know, Mondays at eight 
So if a store was open till nine, they'll be like, well, on Mondays, we just close at 730 because no one's going to be here anyway, which that's pretty wild to have that much of an influence over people. The episode where Lucy has her baby was viewed by 44 million people. And I know that probably doesn't sound a lot, you know, like by today's standards with like YouTube views and stuff. But this is like pre-YouTube. <laughs> this is pre-internet. You have to remember when I Love Lucy came out during like what time period it was. So 44 million people during a time when not everyone probably had a television set. That's insane. And it was such a huge deal because she was the first woman to be pregnant on TV. They didn't even want to use like the word pregnant near a woman on TV because that was something that was like frowned upon. It wasn't sexy to be pregnant, apparently. It's something that she felt really strongly about and she really fought to make it happen. She wasn't going to stop her show or she wasn't going to hide her pregnancy because that's just it, it seemed dumb to her. And she's like, no, like I'm pregnant. This is what I'm doing. Every time Lucy wanted to do something new or groundbreaking, the producers would basically tell her that it was going to ruin her career, similar to this whole pregnancy thing. They're like, if you are pregnant on TV, it's going to ruin your career, which that sounds so dumb. <laughs> but so really, it never did. It didn't ruin her career. Her fans only loved her more and more as she pushed television boundaries. She averaged 15 million viewers on the regular. So yeah. People really did love Lucy. One of the big things that I want to talk about is her scandal of being accused of being a communist. You have to remember that this was around the time of the Red Scare when communism and socialism were like extremely frowned upon. The press was constantly publishing articles either about her dissolving marriage with Desi or about her being just a straight up communist. In reality, she wasn't affiliated with communism. She had checked socialist on her voter registration a long time ago in like some weird ode to her socialist grandfather. It was like to appease him or something like that. I don't know the full story, but someone obviously went digging because that's what happens when you're the most famous person on TV and they try to drag you. So they brought up like her old voter registration card and they're like, look, Lucy's a socialist. But the attempt didn't really work. In a super dramatic and like theatrical way, Desi and Lucy handled the scandal. J. Edgar Hoover, the FBI director at the time, cleared Lucy of any communist affiliations. And as soon as the news broke, Desi addressed the I Love Lucy crowd by famously saying, now I want you all to meet my favorite wife, my favorite redhead. In fact, that's the only thing read about her. And even that's not legitimate. And when I read that quote and I found out that like Lucille Ball didn't actually have red hair, I was a little bit shook and I hope that I'm not the only one. It just, it definitely shook me that Lucy didn't actually have red hair. So anyway, but anyway, Lucy walks out of her studio and the audience roars and cheers for their favorite TV icon. She's more famous and loved than she's ever been. And uh, it's clear that there was nothing that anyone could do to shake her. No rumors were going to keep her down. And this also displayed her connection with powerful people that I mentioned, how that can happen in this house when you have like a powerful connection with someone or powerful people influence you in certain ways. After this whole thing happened, she was invited to celebrate the birthday of the president, Dwight D. Eisenhower. It's safe to say that Lucy adored her fame. All the gifts and boons that Lucy received were welcomed with open arms. Our next celebrity, however, definitely didn't have the same outlook. Kurt Cobain has both Jupiter and the moon in the 11th house, and he has a night chart. 
So while Jupiter isn't going to be bad in his chart, Venus is still going to be the greater benefic. If there's one thing that I've learned about Kurt Cobain, it's that he absolutely hated being famous. And if there's a second thing I've learned about Kurt Cobain, it's that people absolutely adored him and catapulted him to ridiculous levels of fame. His Jupiter was trying his Venus, Saturn, and Chiron all in the seventh house. So the attraction that people had to him was a source of beauty and pain all in one. I think we all know the tragic tale of Kurt Cobain, so I'm not going to get super into it. But in his suicide note, he talks about not being able to feel excited about the roar of the crowd and how it wouldn't be fair to trick his fans into thinking he enjoyed his fame and their adoration. The line that sticks out the most for me is, the sad, little, sensitive, unappreciative Pisces. Jesus, man, why don't you just enjoy it? I don't know. That line shows me both his moon and Jupiter in the 11th. He goes on to talk about how he feels too much and how he's too sensitive for this lifestyle. His Jupiter gave him gifts he wasn't equipped to handle, and that created that monkey's paw situation for him. He got everything he wanted, or everything he thought he wanted but he wasn't prepared emotionally and mentally for the toll that it would take. And literally every single planet he had was in a water sign. This man was all water. If he felt like he was drowning in his fame, it's because he sort of was. His moon was in its domicile in Cancer in the 11th, and Jupiter in the 11th is also exalted when in Cancer. So he felt the weight of his fans and their adoration on a deep level that I don't think I'd ever be able to convey. I don't even think I could have words for how deeply he felt just the world around him and then the level of responsibility he felt for his fans. These two celebrities clearly experienced their Jupiter in the 11th in very different ways. It gave both of them gifts and it opened doors, but the way in which they reacted to those gifts couldn't have been more different. And that, my babes, is the 11th house. It's the house of our friends and social networks. It tells us our role in a community and how others view us. The 11th house has the ability to give gifts and grant wishes. But as we've seen with one of our examples, we should always be careful what we wish for because we just might get it. So look at your chart and really meditate with your 11th house and any placements or aspects within it. Ask yourself, am I someone who plays a large role in a community? Do I like being seen and having influence over people? And if so, can I handle that power responsibly? What are your friend groups like? Do you make friends easily? And do you like networking? Do you feel your dreams become a reality rather easily? Or are you someone that has to put in some extra elbow grease in order to get the job done? If you want more moon content before the next episode, find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro. All right, my babes, I'll see you all later.